Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's go to the Toyota of Hollywood guest lines. Talk to Ira Winderman. He normally joins us from the Sun Sentinel on Tuesdays, but tomorrow is a flying day, so he'll join us today. Uh, Ira, are you willing to say that the L.A. Clippers will not make it out of the Western Conference? No, I'm not. I think for the points you and Amber just raised, I, they don't care about the regular season. And, and if they're going to be a number two seed or even a number three seed, they're fine with that. They'll be ready for the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Kawhi Leonard is going to be a 60-game-a-year player the rest of his career because that's what he wants. That's what any team that signs him accepts that, and they move forward. Paul George, we know he's a playoff-level player. He'll get it done when he has to. The Clippers don't care. The Clippers, especially Doc Rivers, who has had an older team like this in Boston, realizes you work your way through the regular season. There'll be a five- or six-game stretch left this way, like Amber said, the remaining schedule. Will they make one more push and show everyone, hey, this is what we can be. This is who we are. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Did, uh, did you learn anything new on Friday night from all the stories that were told with the, uh, the Wade flashback? I, 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 what I loved about it is, is as you know this, we're behind the scenes a little. You see the camaraderie among these players. You try to relate that, but you really can't unless it's sort of out public. So I, I think the playfulness up on the stage with UD, with Ray Allen, with Alonzo Mourning, even with Pat Riley, what it showed was this, is, is the personal side. We've seen the professional side so much, but in that kind of relaxed atmosphere of a sort of this-is-your-life type setting, we saw also the relationships you build when you're on the road 100 nights a year with the same players, when your lives are so intertwined. So I, I think that was a really nice way they did it. Dwayne's speech was beautiful on, sun, on Saturday, but that was rehearsed. He spent three months writing that speech. He was working off the teleprompters they provided. So I think the candor on Friday night really gives a much better window into the personality. Were you surprised with anyone not being there between Friday and Saturday? Yeah, I was very, very surprised and very disappointed. And I mentioned some of the names, and I didn't try to be negative about it, but whether it's an Eddie Jones or a Karan Butler or Shaquille O'Neal, and I understand they all have other jobs. And Karan Butler was on NBA TV. but And Shaquille O'Neal, I'm sure if Shaquille O'Neal wasn't there, it's because of some other money-making thing, because that's what he does. But you know what? Couldn't you for one moment in time set it aside? I know we spoke for the past few weeks about LeBron, but I can understand he had a game on Friday. He had a game on Sunday, huge game on Sunday against the Celtics. So afternoon game, I can understand all that. He sent a very nice video, but 
so many other guys, part of Dwayne's history. I mean, even even a Shane Battier and so many local guys there, I thought it would be better attended. God bless Darrell Wright, but when I saw the celebrity list of former players who are going to be there, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed, Zaz. Where, uh, where was Stan Van Gundy? Stan Van Gundy is, you know, he's doing his games right now on TNT, and he had, I might have been NBA TV that night also, but again, you know, again, I don't know what's going on in these people's personal lives, and we'll get into Jimmy Butler on that also. So maybe they're family things, but it just mm. seems like we're a lot of people who weren't there for something this special, and that 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 bothered me to a degree. All right. Uh, let's talk about Jimmy. Do, do we know anything? I mean, he wasn't there on Friday. He, he's going to miss the next two games, including tonight, and we know he's very private. I mean, at the beginning of the yeah. season when he missed a few games, we didn't know that it was for the birth of a child until right. uh, a, a few days in. So, uh, I mean, what, do we know anything here? I mean, you're, you're so spot on, Zed. Jimmy is so private that he wears a wedding ring but won't tell us if he's married. I mean, that's how private Jimmy Butler is. I can tell you this. I don't think it's breaking a code or anything. It is a personal situation. It involves family, and I'm going to leave it at that. Nothing dire, but something that has to be sort of taken care of. What, what gets me, Zaz, and I'm sure you get the same, get same thing, you know, when you're private messaging and that, is the indignation of fans out there not being told exactly what it is, as if just because you're a player that you have to make everything public. I think it's fine that the Heat are saying personal reasons and leaving it at that, and the fans are getting on me and, like, we deserve more, we need to know more. Why? Is it your purient interest, or is there something beyond that? Jimmy Butler is not scamming the Heat out of money. Jimmy Butler is not sitting there going, hey, I'm going to take a few days off. It's cold in Cleveland. You don't need me against the Cavaliers. He's dealing with a personal life situation, and unfortunately the NBA schedule doesn't stop so you can tell your boss, you know what, let's not play on Saturday. Something's come up. I'll make it up on Tuesday. He can't do that, so the schedule goes on. Nothing dire. I am told nothing involving an injury for Jimmy Butler. Okay, and so when you say nothing dire, also talk about like it's not going to be anything terrible that we find out. That's not what. Yeah, that's what I was told. I was told he's just dealing with a family situation. Now again, something terrible. If someone loses a family member, I don't know what level you consider that dire. But he's tending to real life things right now. Again, each time it's been with the hope of the next game he'll be available. The Heat did not know until they were about to take off yesterday at three thirty that Jimmy was formally out. So I assume it'll be the same way for Wednesday's game when James Johnson and the Minnesota Timberwolves arrive. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was the Wolves, of course, but I didn't. Uh, I, yeah. I, I didn't even think about it that it's going to be James. He's playing and, well. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say like he he gets minutes for them, right? Oh, he's playing well. He I don't think he played like more than twenty minutes for the Heat, except for maybe one occasion in the last two months. He's been a regular for Minnesota. Now, Carl Anthony Towns is out possibly for the rest of the season, so the minutes are available. Wiggins was traded, so there's more front court minutes. He's putting up very nice numbers and playing well. And what's interesting about that trade is that the players that he traded away, Justice Winslow is not playing at all, may not this season. The Heat are already done with their two games against the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Deion Waiter still wait, waits out there in the ether, which is kind of interesting because he thought he gets signed right away. Instead, guys like Marvin Williams get signed. Instead, you know, Michael Kidd Gilchrist gets his buyout and gets signed. Uh, now Markeith Morris gets signed yesterday by the Lakers. So maybe Deion's not going to get back in as quick as he is. And again, you and I, we kidded about this early in the year. What's the greeting going to be like for Josh Richardson? It was warm. What's the greeting going to be like for Hassan Whiteside? It was professional. Do they even announce James Johnson tomorrow, considering all that happened with him? 
I assume they'll do the right thing, but I wouldn't expect much rather on Wednesday when the Timberwolves come in. I think he will get – James Johnson, by the way, at Amber is playing 26 minutes a game uh, with the Timberwolves. Crazy, isn't it? I, yeah. I think that he will get a very nice reaction from the Heat mm-hmm. fan. Uh, but I've already said, I, I don't I don't like the big announcement of right. of the play. I mean, that, that's just me. I'm old school like that. Uh, I do I do think that he will get a good react. Wow, I didn't even think about that James Johnson Wednesday. Anyway, the uh, James Johnson reunion game. No special show on Wednesday. No, on the pregame. No, not so much. <laughs> uh, so do we? What do we know about Tyler Hero? We know Myers Leonard. That was a dirty play from Joel Embiid. Myers Leonard. He's still he's going to be out for a little while. Yeah. That's not a surprise. But I I feel like we thought Tyler Hero was going to be back by now. Well, it's a little bit more encouraging. He actually did court work before the game on Saturday. He is out of the walking boot. Eric Spolstra just told us here we were over at the arena that both Myers Leonard and Tyler Hero are out of their walking boots. Tyler is back on the court. So I think it really is almost a day-to-day on when he's going to return. I wouldn't think more than another week. They're trying to manage something that was a problem while he played 10 games on it just to get it down, get him ready for the playoffs. He's closer. Myers Leonard's injury was severe. It was brutal. I mean, I, I heard that his MRI showed all kinds of damage. I asked Eric Spolster today, I said, is Myers Leonard going to be back for the regular season? You know that's how Eric is with injuries. He goes, no timetable, no update. But I think Myers Leonard's going to miss considerable time. And I think these mix and match lineups, Alinek in, Alinek out, you know, uh, Derek Jones Jr. In, in and out, Jay, Jay Crowder, I think they're going to keep cycling through piecemeal lineups until they definitively know on Myers Leonard. Once Hero comes back, who is at jeopardy to lose the minutes because of the addition of Iguodala and, and Jay Crowder? You see, again, I don't know what the minutes are for Iguodala and Jay Crowder. Eric Spoles has been very careful. And Andre Iguodala is 36 years old to really limit his minutes to the point, as you saw on, on Saturday, he played Chris Silva. He played Udonis Haslam. So I think Andre Iguodala is going to be a very managed 20 minutes maximum, no matter where he is in the rotation. I think Jay Crowder, after that great arrival, they're still sort of weighing back and forth. Is he a rotation player? Is he a specialist? And that's being weighed against Derrick Jones Jr. So I do think there's a couple of choices there. And again, Kelly Olynyk, he can go from starter to DMT, depending on the matchups also. If they play the Sixers in the first round and the Sixers go big and they bring back Al Horford in the starting lineup, you probably see more of Kelly Olynyk. If the Sixers go to the new smaller lineup, where it's either Hawford or Embiid, I think the Heat will feel much more comfortable playing a Derrick Jones Jr. or even a Jay Crowder at power forward. Yeah, I, I, you know, there's the idea out there that the Heat got a lot older with the Iguodala and Crowder trades, and while that's possible, I, I, I don't think it's going to result in a reduction of minutes from the younger guys, okay? I think Robinson is certainly still going to get his minutes, and a lot of that depends on whether or not he's hot or not. Uh, when Hero returns, he's going to play what he used to play, and Kendrick Nunn, I think, is going to play what he normally plays. I think it's Olenek and 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 potentially Derek Jones Jr. who wind up uh, losing the minutes, right? You see, I'm going to give you one caveat there. I love what Duncan Robinson does for this Heat team. But I remember two years ago in the playoffs how the Sixers destroyed the Heat whenever Wayne Ellington was in the game. And you're not going to be able to hide Duncan Robinson's defense as much in the playoffs. I think that's a name to look at as going down the stretch in the playoffs where I think for as much as Duncan does with the three-point shooting, especially early in games, 
I would not be surprised if he doesn't play late-game situations because that's when you game plan against a specific team. And there's going to be a big circle around Duncan Robinson's name. Basically, if you have him on him, we are isolating you. And I just don't know defensively if Duncan will be up for those minutes. Look, Wayne Ellington was a part of that rotation, and the Sixers destroyed him in pick and roll. So I would keep an eye out on Duncan Robinson. Maybe not rest of the regular season, but I do wonder about that playoff mix. Are we uh, are we overly concerned about the Heat's three-point defense, or, or is this a little bit of just coming back down to the mean? Because the Heat overall have been very good defending the three. Yeah, and again, it's just like the Bucks. They give up a lot of threes. They deal with it. They'd rather pack the paint. Kevin Love said the same thing today. He said that the Heat aren't changing. They're going to pack the paint. We have to make the extra passes like the good teams to get the open threes and not force them. So I think the Heat are who they are. Yeah. I think they'll play more defensive-oriented players when they have to. And, again, they'll work that back up by the playoff time. Come the playoff time, when you're game-planning against one team for seven games, I think they'll have an answer for the three-point defense. All right, good job, Ira. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you. Catch you next week. Thanks, All right. guys. All right, that's Ira Winsman right there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.